Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Blog Talk listeners, this is Tom Hayes on uh, Wednesday, March 26, 2014. And boy, we have Mr. Dakota on the line today, all the way from Portland. Tommy, is it blowing like crazy? We got some March winds up there today. Uh... Hey! Thank you, thank you very much. Studio audience going crazy there. That's it. I I just hey, you have no idea the uh, uh you know thank God we're not getting any more snow. The snow has been so bad here. And, and right, good morning by the way. Uh, the winds are beginning to howl here, but we're not expecting to get any snow. It's probably a little farther up up the coast. They're going to get a blast. But the uh, the sea is angry today. The harbor's really a, <laughs> uh, quite a mess. There's stuff going around and geez. It's scary out there. And a lot of the weirdos, including myself, jump in the car. They go out and get uh, to some parking lot overlooking a cliff in the ocean. And while the waves that normally break a couple of feet are breaking 10 and 15 and 20 feet high against, uh, you know, the main rocks uh, by the edge of the ocean, they're sitting there having their lunch and they're letting it break over their cars. It's very common. I used to think I was the only one who went into that, but uh, sometimes you can't even get a parking Well, they all want to be old salts, Tommy, old salts. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what they're going to be. They don't realize those waves have more than just salt in them. I saw a guy, he had a brand-new truck. He's locking his uh, behind off because uh, the water's coming up and just going right over his brand-new pickup truck, and then one wave went over it. It must have been just full of rocks and pipes and all lobster traps. <laughs> This guy was destroyed, absolutely destroyed. He wasn't laughing so hard, but you think he pulled into a parking lot and it's littered with giant rocks and boulders. It's coming from someplace. He didn't make the connection. I see that happen all the time. He's probably from Massachusetts. It's all fun until it's all fun until until an eye gets put out, right? Yeah. So somebody loses an eye. It's all fun. That's right. Don't don't use that gun. You lose your eye. I uh, <laughs> I love winter up here, but gee, this is the longest winter. Uh, we must have at least a, a foot and a half of snow, and I'm you know I'm downtown practically here uh, on the ground. Uh, we're getting no you know still below zero almost. Still, last you night. have snow. We just oh tons. Still, I mean, it's not snowing um, anymore. It, we'll have this till July. Wow. 
supposed well, to warm up. Supposed to get to well, I'm hoping, tomorrow, I think, I'm hoping yeah. to get up to the to our recording studio up there this week. I'm going to oh, venture be, alone. Right? My partner is left, but yeah, I think, um, well, you know, thank God. I know we had a little discussion. It's a running battle between you and me about, um, you know, Boston colder, Portland warmer, Boston more snow, yep. Portland, yep. but yep. this year you're, you're in big trouble. You guys lost big time. Well, I'm waiting till the end of the year here. I'm having my uh, four scientists. I've flown in from uh, Vienna to, uh, <laughs> somebody just came in the studio. They gave me a brand new <laughs> <laughs> It's always fun when we have the remote studio in Portland. And, you know, let's, we were going to talk a little bit about Frank, our previous co-host, who's now, in, you know, getting a little work done on his plumbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, you know, Frankie Fabulous, I always joke about him. He's an old, old friend. He was a terrible agent, but a, a great friend for uh, more than 50 years. And, uh yeah, he decided to have this operation that we talked about uh, in case anyone had forgotten uh, after all these years. And at uh, his vast age, I think he's 67 years old. He's, uh, yes, he's having right. a happy birthday, Frank, operation. wherever you may be. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time to do it. Yeah. 67 is a good year to get the uh, he's in plumbing Sweden, fixed. As a matter yeah. of fact, he's in Sweden right now, getting, still prepping <laughs> for this thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Remember when Sweden was the place to go? Oh, yeah. Well, he, you know, he. Not, he's going to come back a blonde as well, everywhere. And uh, and uh, he's uh, well, you know, today you, it's like Jiffy Lube. You, but Tommy, today it's like everything's fast. It's like Jiffy Lube. You just pull in, yeah. drive through, and then you come out uh, an opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they take the dirt off the car. Sometimes they take something off off the guy. He's. Uh, <laughs> I told you. As, uh, I told you before too. I uh, I suggested a bunch of new names for him that would be. Uh, more indicative of his uh, new sex, and uh, it's still a toss-up between uh, uh, Franny Forgotten Phyllis and uh, Penny Prickless, which is my personal favorite. <laughs> it's great down to those two. What was, what was the second guy. one? Franny Forgotten uh, Phyllis. What was the second one? Uh, Penny Prickless. <laughs> Say it fast, it doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, you know, it, if it sounds good, it, you know, and, and look good on his business cards. Actually, when you read it, it doesn't look as good. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 you know how the, the mind works. I can't wait okay, to get well, back the, on. The way the mind, I, I, while you're talking about this, I just had uh, thought into mind, what if vets started offering this service to... Um, their patrons, you know, the, the, you know, the, because they do have psychologists for for animals. You realize this? Oh, I mean, yeah, everything's right, in yeah. They have hotels now. Of course, they have grooming. They have them, toys. You know, they have they have nutritionists. That you know, they have. So imagine if um, you know the, the, someone takes the psycho the dog to a dog psychologist or a cat, and the, the psychologist finds out that the cat or the dog is telling or the horse, whatever is telling them that they really are the wrong sex. They should be something else. You know, I mean, this could really, really be pretty profitable for some of those vets. I mean... It's big money. These vets get big money, although it's still less than people vets. I learned a long time ago from my dad. He'd find out what medication he needed, 
and then he'd take one of our animals down to the vets and, and say he's got this or that and get the prescription he wanted. It would be like half the amount of money for twice as much medicine. It always worked for him. I do the same thing with a shrink. Uh, I went to a vet and I'm explaining what's wrong with the dog, which I'm really telling him what's wrong with me. And, you know, and I pinch the dog every now and then. She looks out with a woeful kind of cry. And the vet says, you know, there, there. I see what the problem is here. Meanwhile, I'm telling them why uh, my wife hates me. Yes. So it works. It's cheap. Yes. So if you're looking to get a, a, a cheap uh, uh, shrink, because uh, they cost an awful lot of money, I've used them for years. Oh, it's brutal. So you, you think but that the animal shrinks that, will yeah. be less expensive? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, great. You know, uh, kind of reminds me of the Woody Allen bit. <laughs> you know, I got a phone call the other day that my best friend. Eggs Benedict uh, died suddenly. So I had been postponing my annual physical for a couple of years. So I decided it was time to rush down. And I had a full battery exam. Everything came out perfect. I decided it was time to call Eggs' mother. And I said, it cost me thousands of dollars to go through all these exams, you know, but I wanted to make sure my ticker was okay. So I didn't want to end up like Eggs, you know, dropping dead on the spot. I called up and I said to his mother, you know, it's awful about eggs, but just tell me how it happened. She said he was hit by a truck <laughs> and died instantly. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's so funny. Oh. Uh, well, uh, are you well, you know, I, with expect- all of this, talk about exercise and taking care of yourself. I, and again, I don't, I don't ask for these things to happen. But the other day, I'm thinking, driving along, minding my own business, and I was a, a question came to me from out of the blue, and it was, "Do you think Jesus was the first and original cross trainer?" <laughs> Isn't that awful? Right out of nowhere. I mean, I'm not taking response. It was Satan, you know, to the to the fundamentalists, to the, the born agains, and everything else, to the Christian right. That certainly would have been Satan it. whispering in my. That so Satan whispered that little ditty in my ear. I, again, I'm not. I didn't even. I wanted to put it on Facebook and, and on Twitter, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you know I'm going to offend a lot of people. But really, let's think yeah. about it. Everybody's into cross training, but Jesus was obviously. The most certainly the most famous cross trainer of all time. You know, you know, maybe Nike or Adidas, one of those places, could have put the uh, traditional uh, picture of, of uh, the poor guy on the cross. Or you could have like uh, Nike running shoes on or something. Wouldn't that be a great? Uh, <laughs> yeah, great here he is. Here he is. He's right. He's he's carrying the cross. You know, yeah. he's you know yeah. he's been beaten and whipped. He's fallen three times. Was it three times he fell? It was, it, there was yes. nine stations. Yes. Wasn't I mean, we were Catholic. We were all boys. Was it 12 stations yes. or nine? 14 stations. Yeah. You, you were 14 yeah. stations of the cross. Yeah. yeah. 14 stations of the cross. And so can you imagine that they, you know, they pulled footage from one of, or just, just go out and film new footage of, you know, Jesus walking through Nazareth. Nike, you're right, Nike. Or somebody else, and he wa- he's walking through, and he falls. He gets up, and he goes, and you and you think you're a cross trainer? There you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. They'll sell hundreds yeah, of shoes just, right after the uh, yeah, yeah, and then fade the to black. Burning their building stops. They'll they'll make a lot of money. <laughs> 
just just Nike. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so close to Easter and Passover and all those other religious festivals coming up, and we're doing well, this. Now that we do a break, this is going to end the show. We've been we've been doing well on the uh, on the charts, the metrics, whatever they call it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the metrics are there. We're doing well. We have actual listeners. By the way, we should tell them if anybody is listening live now that our number is 646-929-2451. What would ever happen if we actually had a caller? We were supposed to have Bobby Seibel. The last two callers, tells, what do you think it is? Is it Are we supposed to do this? Because Don Gavin, a couple of weeks ago, didn't make yeah. it because somebody smashed into his car and he wasn't in the mood. Yeah, 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 I remember that one. Bobby yeah, Seibel. Yeah. Supposed to be here today, but or yesterday, but he went to um, Harvard Dental to save a few bucks on a filling, and he's <laughs> so not. His wasn't going well, and I can't find him. <laughs> well, he won't answer the phone because we all know Bobby. He he's got a plan that costs him maybe ten dollars a month. He's got the one, and he's got the original. He's he's got the original phone. You know, remember when phones were, we remember, all remember the day when they were monsters. You, you held this oh, thing yeah, that, that right. looked like a toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're down. Well, yeah. then they went to, you know, microscopic size, and now they're back up a little bit because of all the features. But so he's still got one of those tiny throwaway things, cost him maybe 10 bucks. <laughs> and he's proud of it because he only spends, he's got the plan that's he spends $10 a month for this thing. And the deal is, if you call him like I just did, just in an odd chance that he might answer the phone. The only time Bobby will answer the phone is like after 9 o'clock at night and on a weekend because he gets the minutes for free. Yeah. And I figured out <laughs> there is a method, though. Now, he, he ran into big trouble for years because he, wasn't, he was losing gigs. All the agents were mad with him. You son of a bitch, you don't call me back because he wouldn't call him until 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> And by that time, the poor agent needed to fill the gig, so he gave the gig away. And then Bobby called, what? I can't believe you gave the gig away. He goes, well, I called you at 8 o'clock this morning. You know, the guy wanted the show tonight. Oh, my God. So this is what he does now. I figured out his M.O. He calls, uh, he, 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 he lets the phone ring. And then, because yeah. he doesn't want to engage in a conversation, could because it would last longer than the ten seconds. So it's what he does is he calls the number. Yeah, he calls the number, picks up the message, and if the message is about a gig, you'll get a call back. So I should have said today, instead of leaving a message, "Hey, where are you? We're doing a show." I should have yeah. said, "Hey, Bobby, I, <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. a I got a thirty thousand dollar gig this afternoon, yeah. cash," and he would have called. I'm sure. Yeah. And, you uh, do a good impression of him, by the you way. You know, but, <laughs> oh, I love, I love doing Bobby. <clears throat> I, maybe we should do. There's a great. I don't know if we covered it before on the shows, but I, one of the things I love about this, whether anybody listens or not, we get to do these amazing stories. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're on iTunes, and they'll be around for a long time because this stuff hopefully will last, and we don't have, you know, nobody decides to get hap- trigger happy with a couple of nukes and destroy the planet, but. Yeah. Bobby worked the Balsams. Uh, I was one of the first somehow because I was, yeah, a great place. And the classic old, it was a National Historic Grand. There's a rumor that they may come back. But anyway, while it lasted, it was one of the greatest gigs in the world. They paid pretty good money. 
But the best part of all is he got free lodging. Um, sometimes you were there for two nights or three nights, and you got free lodging for all that time. You got incredible dinners. It was like being royalty, the old days. So, Bobby, you know, you had to play the place really clean. And luckily, I lasted. I never got fired. Most guys didn't make it. They slipped sooner or long, later along the way. It was a tough, tough room. Uh, you had all these rich people that wouldn't really want to laugh. And one of the only ways that I would get to them, it'd be like 9 o'clock at night, 9.30, the show would start. And they'd just sit and stare at you. And one night, I finally, after years, I figured it out. I said to him, I says, I know what's going on here. He says, at the Balsams, it's a great place. It's $350 a person for the American plan because you're getting three great meals a day. So this is what yeah. you do. Everything's included. So you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You get on, you get your breakfast, that, that, 12, that big, huge buffet of everything. You stuff yourself out of your mind. You make your way up to the golf course. You get your 18 holes in. You come back, and you get that amazing uh, second lunch, that, that buffet with the lobsters and everything else, and you gorge yourself. You make a pig out of yourself again, and, they feel and you're exhausted after the eight. But you, you, yeah, and the whole, yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing. They take the food back to the to the room as well. And then I says, and then, but you, you, it would be a perfect time for a little siesta, but no, you've paid for the whole day. So now you want to get to the pool and use that up because you've paid for it. And I said, and then, you know, you finish that for a while, and then you could go back to your room, but, but no, there's the free hayride. So you get on that. And then you go back at 5 o'clock and you get the hors d'oeuvres, and you stuff yourself again not the endurance. And if you go back to the room, you could get another time to relax, but no, you've got to run down to the, to the health club and use that up because you paid for that too. And then you go there and you get that 7 o'clock, you sit down, and you have the 9 o'clock, 7 to 9 dinner, and you gorge yourself again. And now you're exhausted. You had a couple of bottles of wine. And the most sensible thing to do is to go to bed. But no, there's a show that you paid for that's available so you got to go to the show. So you all decide to come down and say, well, we could go to bed, but why don't we go down to the ballroom and stare at the comedian for 45 <laughs> minutes? And that would get a laugh. Yeah. That would get a laugh. And, and they, every time, that was my, if they wouldn't laugh, I'd get that. Because it was true. They're sitting there drunk and exhausted and stuffed, uncomfortable as hell. But they're not going to go to bed because, you know, we've got the free show. And it's, it's totally Bobby. Anything for free he's going to take. So Bobby gets kicked out of the Balsams because he told a story when he had a great joke, you know, because he's that hypochondriac, um, uh, you know, the cheap, cheap son of a bee. And so the thing is, you know, I'm going to get a, I need a colonoscopy. So I did it myself. I got the, the garden hose and I put the flashlight up. You know, I went to Home Depot. I saved myself two grand. And because the doctor told me that he thought I needed a colonoscopy. You know, he did that thing with the the, <laughs> the exam, you know, the rectal exam. And I told him I wanted a second opinion, so he used two fingers. <laughs> so the two fingers, some little old lady sitting, yeah. yeah. So Thank some you, little yeah. old lady sitting in the audience at the Balsams. She's 99 years old. She's been coming to the Balsams for 50 years she spends what, what they do they had clientele that stayed there they were so rich they stayed there the whole summer oh, it was yeah, it yeah. was cost them like 40 grand so so she's now invested two million dollars of her life in savings to stay at the balsams and bobby 
and, 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 and the band leader was from Glenn Miller's day. So everything is class, and they've censored oh, yeah. everybody going in there and warned everybody, don't step over the line because, you know, one bad move, you're out of here. So this little old lady, you know, gets her cane and goes downstairs and complains to the management that Bobby used the two-finger joke. Next thing you know, Bobby's out. And he's <laughs> furious to yeah. think that he got fired from the Buffalo. Not because he got fired, because he got fired from every place. He did all the craziest things in the world. But he got fired from the Boston's because it was all that free stuff. You know, it was okay that he got paid, but, man, when you got yeah. free food and yeah. free lodging and oh, yeah. all the other, and he would go hike in the mountains and whatever. So I see him all I heard all. about, oh, no, well, no, no, he hikes like crazy because he walks. You know, really? he's one of those people that's a friend of Bill, Bill's, and so you got to make up, you know, you don't do the, you don't exercise your right wrist anymore. And he talks about this. I'm not talking out of school. He loves to talk about yeah. his days of impropriety. But... <laughs> You know they got to replace it with something. So he either runs or <laughs> I, I I I've got three hours of him on video. We did in a studio yeah. and act, and I I, I I could not let the genius of Bobby Sabel go. And here as he told stories I had never heard before. He he runs to in the place called the Lynn Woods. In fact, he did a benefit once. He says, Tommy, I need you to do a benefit. We're doing a benefit for the Lynn Woods. Now, he's also notorious for the trail of roadkill he's got in terms of relationships. He couldn't keep a relationship yeah. for, for years. And they were just tragic, all of them. I mean, we could we could do a whole Tommy Dakota slash Bobby Seibel series that would last months. Anyway, so he says, uh, he, you know, he, so he's he's got this this thing. So he says, we're doing a benefit for the Linwood. So I show up. <laughs> I knew he had a roster of probably 30 comedians. So, you know, I took my time getting there. So I get this phone call. I can't believe you're not showing up. You know, I really put my faith in you. I love you. And, and here you are disappointing me. <laughs> I'm like, nobody's going to freaking miss me. you got 30 guys on the show, but okay. And I laugh and as I'm listening to this on my cell phone. And so I walk into the room, and, oh, my God, you showed up. I'm so sorry. I just chewed you out. Can you go up and do some time? And I say, you know, I says, I'm really glad here to be. And I love performing for his benefits because I could do him, and people would get it. Whereas if I did it in a public room, nobody knew who he was, so the, the character wasn't funny. I says, it's great for me. He said, Bobby called me up and told me he's doing it for ben, a benefit for Lynn Woods. I was thinking, what did he do to, the, to another poor woman? Whoever this Lynn Wood is, Woods is, he's trashed her life. <laughs> and so I got a good laugh. So anyway, he gets kicked out of the Balsams, and for five years, every time we connect, I've got to hear the story of the Balsams. Those no good SOBs, dirty bastards. They screwed me. They ruined my career. What, uh, what, what this meant to be? Yeah. Oh my what God! We're talking about? twenty years. Uh, yeah. Twenty, 20 yeah, ten, at least fifteen, but yeah. more like twenty years ago. Yeah. They're out of business now. He carries the cross. Yeah. yeah. So he carries the cross every time for five years. Those bastards, and and he and he has names. He knows the names of the individuals that are responsible. Who called him in the office, broke the news to him. I said, "Well, Bobby, why are you blaming them?" I said, "You, you got to blame the old lady. It's not them. Yeah. What are they going to do? They told you. They warned you." So, 
I get a call a Sunday morning, and I'm talking to, I'm sitting here, and uh, the phone uh, rings, and it's Dave LaCamera, who's been on the show. He was the booker for the Balsams. And uh, he's Tommy, Tommy, I've got to talk to you. you. I mean, you got a minute? I said, sure. I mean, it's a Sunday morning. You, 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 do, do you mind? I said, no, go ahead, Dave. What do you got? Balsams just called. I said, what, what's up? Bobby wrote him a letter. Cybell <laughs> <laughs> wrote him a letter. I said, what? Yeah, Cybell wrote him a letter. I said, he said, uh, yeah, he said, uh, uh, he, says, he says, they just called me. They opened up the letter. Bobby wrote him a two-page letter about how they ruined his life. <laughs> it's five years. It's five years. Five years. Five years later, he sat down and wrote him a letter about how they ruined his career. He had never been so ashamed or insulted in his whole life. Who were they to do this over a simple little two-finger joke? So he's been carrying the torch for two years. He goes, well, he says, you know, he goes, they're really concerned. I said, what for? He says, let me ask you a question, Tommy. Is he dangerous? (laughs) I said, well, yeah, of course he's dangerous. I said, he's dangerous to himself. He says, well, I mean, would he hurt anybody? I said, no, if he can't, it's impossible for him to hurt anybody. Well, you know, I mean, the way he looks with his long hair and everything. I mean, what kind of a nut writes a letter after five years of being out of the place? I mean, has he, yeah, has he been yeah. thinking about that? I says, constantly. So he says, well, they're afraid. They're afraid they're gonna, he's going to show up on the property with a gun. <laughs> 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 so I'm really concerned about this. Yeah. So, my, uh, my, uh, finally... Yeah, well, I got it. So, so Bobby, you know, he gets reprimanded for writing a letter, and, you know, we can never send you there again. <laughs> Three years go by. The guy that fired him died of colon cancer. Poor thing. I get the call from Bobby. I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! I knew I'd get my revenge! <laughs> and he died of the same thing! That I made the joke about. He got his. He got his. And he's dead serious. There is nothing acted about this. He got his. He died of the joke. It all came back to him. See? See, comma, this is comma. He put it out there. He ruined my life. And he got his. In the end. In the end. He got it in the end, didn't he? Now. new meaning to the yeah, this is the best part about the whole phone call. Here's the best part. You think I got a chance to get back in there now? <laughs> With him gone, you think I got a chance? <laughs> That's all he cares about. The poor guy's died. This guy's got a family. You know, he, he, the guy had. He was young. He was in his early fifties. And this guy's Bobby's thrilled because now he's out. Of, he can get back in and get the free food. So I said, I don't know, call the camera and see if you can get back to me. But I said, Bobby, why don't you wait a couple of weeks? You know, okay. don't call him right now. He just found out the guy's dead. Let the guy get buried before you call the rest the camera and see if you can get back in the place. Yeah, so have oh, a little reverence, a little respect. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, my, uh... So he calls up, and by, by miracle, wait, listen, I'm almost through. He gets in. He gets back in. 
So I get a phone call one day. This is now, we're talking eight years after he gets fired. I get a, <laughs> during the middle of the week, I can't believe it on a cell phone, but he's not using his cell phone, he's using his girlfriend's cell phone. And I get a call. You won't believe us. I killed. I got my revenge. I killed. I destroyed the room last night. I went to breakfast this morning. We couldn't get out of there for two hours. People wanted my autograph. I freaking killed. I got my revenge. I showed them. So he's totally vindicated. And I don't even try to call him back because it's the middle of the week. He won't take my call. But two days later, I'm making a sandwich for myself. And again, I don't know how the mind works, but the same thing as the cross training. I get this idea. I pick up the phone, I call his number, and now this proves, this is when I first started finding out, he does call to see if he's got any message that could turn into money. So I call, thinking I'm not going to hear from him for a couple of days, or at least till 9 o'clock at night, and I leave this message. Bobby, hey, congratulations on that Balsams thing. I'm really happy for you and proud of you. I knew you could do it, and you did. You got your revenge. You showed those guys. You showed the world, Bobby. You're the, you're the stand-up guy. I said, but you know, I says, I called you know, the camera to rub it in, you know, that you really are the great guy you are. I said, but uh, I said, hey, I just wanted to call you up. Bobby called me and told me to kill. And, and now this is all made up. This is all made up. So I do this on the phone to Bobby. What do you mean he killed? I says, he killed. He, he can, and I'm doing it just like I'm doing it to you. He killed. He, he, I said, he killed. He said, he crushed you. Bullshit. He says, they called me up. They said it was one of the worst shows that have ever happened at the Balsams. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, you got your information. He said he bombed like nobody's ever bombed. I said, hey, Bobby, look, you know how this happens. We think we killed. No, no, we don't think we killed. We know we killed. We heard the laughs. We heard the applause. You got all the accolades. But somehow it gets back to the agent. Somebody screws you. Somebody must have put a, dropped a dime on you and told you that you, you bombed again. I says, you know, and so I says, just to check in it, I called Rick Irwin, the band leader. You know, Rick's been to the house. He's a good friend of ours. So if anybody's going to tell me the truth, it's going to be Rick. <laughs> I said, Rick, I said, Rick, I, I, I just heard that Bobby did great up there. And he goes, Tommy, he says, it was so bad, we didn't want to go back on stage. He says, Tommy, and all the comics that ever come through here, we've never seen such an abominable performance. It was awful. So I said, hey, Bobby, that's, I don't know what's going on, but this is the report I got. So I hang up the phone. Not even 20 seconds later, the phone rings. Those bastards! <laughs> I'm going over there! You can hear the motorcycle. He's on his motorcycle. I'm going over to the camera's office now. I'm driving this effing motorcycle into the office. I'll kill the bastard. <laughs> and that Rick Irwin, that no good backstabbing bastard, <laughs> you know, he, he's smiling at me, telling me I did a good job, and then he has the balls to do this to me. So he's going on, and I'm... I'm covering the receiver because I'm laughing so freaking hard. It's beautiful. And this is exactly what happens to all of us. Three minutes of a rant, and all of a sudden I hear, Wait a minute. Are you bullshitting me? <laughs> and I say, well, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> no, I asked you. You're bullshitting me. I goes, yeah, exactly. I'm 
both sitting there. I'm pulling your leg. And, and then, you son of a bitch. I'm at the Saugus Mall. I haven't even got my goddamn helmet on. I'm revving this freaking this, this motorcycle up. He says, mothers are running to their cars. Oh, it's him. It's him. It's him. <laughs> this is perfect. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. I'm in Harvard Dental. I got a mouth full of fucking Novocaine. I'm going to be out of here. Listen to me. I'm going to be out of here at 2 o'clock today. Um, tomorrow morning. Is that all right? Can we do it tomorrow morning? Sure. Let's do it tomorrow morning. All right. Listen to me. This fucking implant. You know how much they're telling me? $12,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby, you're on the air right now. <laughs> we were just talking. I was telling the balsam story about you, the day I scammed you. That you bombed. And you were going to drive the fucking motorcycle into the camera's place. Back. 
and he's collecting cans, and then he takes them to the recycle, and he collect, collects. And uh, so he um, and he won't take the toll roads. He takes the long way around. That's why he's so late. He, he sometimes for gigs he doesn't take the toll roads. So he says, "Yeah." So I go running in the lit woods, you know, and uh, you know when I'm running along, I see. <laughs> You know, people leave their cans and stuff in there. So I take them and I put them, and I don't have anything with me, so I put them in my running, my running jacket, my running pants. So he says, oh, and I'm running through the woods, and they, after a while you get a couple of cans in there, and all you can hear is clink, 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 clink. <laughs> you know, there are people in there trying to, trying to meditate, trying to get away, and all they can hear me coming for miles. <laughs> Uh, he's he's funny. I enjoy him. He's a class. He's such a funny guy. He's such a funny guy. We're not going to have to do tomorrow, folks. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I've got the premium plan for a month here. So yeah. we get to have... Yeah. Uh, no, they won't shut us off today. So if you've got something, you've, you've, I was so rudely monopolized the conversation. You've got that cauliflower here again. It's been so long. I've lost so many brain cells. But when you do a Bobby story, you've got to do... Yeah. I mean, it's such a class... I mean, it, it, because it it doesn't just span him just getting kicked out of the. I mean, it goes for five years, and then he sends a letter, and then they they call him up at the Boston because they're ready to put on extra security because they think he's going to show up on the grounds and shoot somebody. And well, as then, people can tell from that uh, two-minute phone call we just had, uh, he's a funny son of a gun. He's always he's just always on. He's always on, and he's always funny. Well, and we're going to use him. We're talking about since we have this other show, we should plug the other show that we do oh, have absolutely. a children's family show about these cra- yeah. and on that show you are Tommy Dakota comes out of show business to do what you do best act in in roles supporting roles you're the co-host on this show about deans and you are tell them who you are I am Enzo Signore Enzo Cannellini Bean and I am the uh, uh the maestro si. of the uh of the uh, uh Bean Town Opera House and I am the uh, <laughs> producer of a brand new opera called Beans and Franks. And uh, <laughs> if they listen, they will hear. It'll make them laugh. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry sometimes too. But that's okay. And anyway, you come and you have a, a habit. And you have a habit that you do regularly on the show. Have you got your little mm-hmm. habit with you there? Well, the sound effect, I got yeah. a little. I got a little bit of a habit. <laughs> Oh, Scusa. There you go. Oh, Scusa. Don't touch my face, please. Scusi. That's it. That's your shit. Well, when you're a bean, you've got a little bit of gas. Plus, I ate some broccoli for breakfast, so it makes me crazy sometimes. I have no control, you know? Anyway, it's a nice show. We've got to keep... I'm going to enjoy it. Well, because you're a cannellini bean, we have to keep you out of the pasta fagioli. We don't want you to end up in soup. But, in yeah, Boston, it's a great you know, show, it's, and we have... Uh, Balsam's pretty much closed now, huh? Balsam's. Yeah, uh, supposedly, uh, I got a, an email from one of the... Actually, the son of the guy that we just told the story about, that they're uh, renovating and may be yeah. open soon. So let's hope that happens. In the it was 20s, quite, a, quite a spot. In the 20s, my grandmother worked at the Mount Washington Hotel, which is very similar to Boston. Very, in fact, it's still open. Very plush. You didn't go there for a day or a weekend or a week. You went there for the summer. 
lot of lot of wow. silent movie stars. A lot of silent movie stars yep, there. Yep. And uh, my grandmother. Uh, remember Art Book? Art Book Wong. Yeah, remember Art Book Yeah. What about him? Funny, funny. He was a columnist, but he was also a great, had a great voice. He was a great yeah. humorist. Yeah. And he, I remember listening to one of his tapes or something once or on a radio show, and he talked about how he caddied, uh, or at least worked at the, um, Mount Washington. At, at, the, at the Mount Washington. Yeah, like yeah and he, and well. the best line of the whole thing was, yeah, and he says, it was my first sexual encounter it was Gloria Swanson, and we were right. on the golf course, five feet from the tenth hole. <laughs> That's true. All of them stayed there. All the silent movie stars stayed there. My grandmother worked for uh, for the whole summer for one woman, uh, silent movie star. Her name was Paula Negri. Big, big star in silent films, and it's a Polish woman. She liked my grandmother because she could speak Polish. She spoke, I don't be, but uh-huh. the kind of crew they had. My grandmother spoke uh, Polish, she spoke German, she spoke Yiddish. Just working in this hotel, she had to pick up all this stuff. And uh, she stayed with Paula Negri all summer long. Loved my grandmother, in spite of the fact that she stabbed her twice with scissors over the summer because my grandmother apparently displeased her about something. <laughs> At the end of the summer, she wants to take her back to Hollywood because she likes her so much and, you know, she takes abuse well. And uh, she goes home, and she's a young girl, young girl. She goes home to uh, my great-grandmother and says, oh, you know, I'm going to Hollywood. Paula Negri's going to uh, gonna take me to Hollywood. I'll work for there. It'll be a great job, make a lot of money. Not no stand. My grandmother went berserk. My great grandmother said, "Going with a, going to work for a movie star was was one step lower than being a prostitute on the street, and there was no way in hell that she's going to let my uh, young grandmother go to Hollywood work for this Paula Negri. This is why my family is loaded with uh, show business. But uh, stabbed her twice. But at the end of the season." And this is in the twenties. I'm saying, you know, it's before before talkie, so you know. Maybe 1924, 25. I gave her a $500 tip. That's a lot of money in those days. 500 bucks yeah. for uh, taking care of her all summer. But uh, from that, uh, she got to meet a lot of uh, other these old-time movie Paul Negri, of course, when he went to sound, had one of those voices. She had a thick foreign accent, so she never went anywhere after that. But she was a big star. But yeah, uh, my claim to fame in uh, my show business uh, history is that my grandmother once uh, up there, I guess. She danced with Rudolph Valentino. Rudolph Valentino. Really? Oh God! She always told that story. It's just remembered it forever. She was, uh, you know, out of breath by the time she stopped. Remember, she was, remember if, remember if, what if destiny had changed, and you know that had happened. God knows what could have transpired. Yeah, yeah like Amazing. stabbed to death. But uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how my family uh, in the show You're right. Maybe your great-grandmother saved her life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe your great-grandmother saved her life. <laughs> my aunt was a kid. She used, to, uh, she used to hang around with uh, uh, with Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek. I said, gee, a lot of, a lot of wow. personalities going through my life. Well, he was from the West, area, uh, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was from the west end of Boston. 
Uh, oh, okay. When, right. he was, uh, when he was young, really young, yeah. And uh, my aunt was a friend of hers. She used to tell that story, of course. And, of course, the biggest claim to fame I have, and I've probably told just before, my mother passed away a few years, my, my birth mother, and a uh, uh, wonderful woman, wonderful woman. And uh, apparently just before she died, she told my sister a story that uh, she was afraid to tell anyone for fear of everyone thinking bad things about her. But uh, and here I am, here I am at a church on an altar doing the eulogy. And of course, I took the opportunity to do a you know twenty minute bit, uh, but I got to this part uh, talking about my mother and the wonderful things she did. And I said, uh, and just lately, just lately, I heard this story that she was always embarrassed to tell. And I wish I had known now because it's the greatest story, and I'm so proud of her. Apparently, my mother used to date. Lucky Luciano, <laughs> the famous, <laughs> famous, famous, famous gangster. <laughs> she must have been very young at the time too. And this is what I'm doing from the uh, from the pulpit of the uh, Catholic Church, where she's been way too buried, actually. Everyone's hysterical, so you know I did a few. I did a few. Yeah, that was better than being sad. She's a, a good woman, but. Yeah, she told me. Made my sister swear to secrecy on her deathbed. <laughs> Lucky we said. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway. Well, this was really fun, and we got surprised. Talk about Kismet is right. We got that was, was him fabulous. Talk about. Oh, we got at, at the right time. We got to the story <laughs> where he was going to drive the motorcycle. He, oh, what he said to me was, "There are mothers running to their car vehicles." He said, right yeah. now with their kids yeah. <laughs> looking at me, so screaming funny. at the top of my lungs. <laughs> he said, so they are evacuating the parking lot <laughs> because this wild man in his long hair and his motorcycle is screaming like an idiot into the phone. <laughs> hey, let's get, gee, I'm, I'm looking forward to him because all you have to say is hello and then we'll just sit back and let him go for half an hour or so. Oh, exactly, and we'll, you know, and I'll prompt him. I know enough of his stories. Yeah. But I, and and I I'm so happy that we're able to. Yeah. Well, I feel oh, like I Sam Phillips getting, you know, his mission well, Sam Phillips, his mission was to great get all these great blues singers and get them recorded for posterity. And that's how I feel about Bobby and a few of the others, like Don Gavin and some of the classic guys, is I to get Bobby. them, you know, in these rare moments and, um, so you know, have people understand. Uh, you know, I, I posted Barbara stuff on Master Facebook. Listeners, with the whole they better be sure to tune in tomorrow to hear him. Cause he's, well, he's well you know, we're doing, we want to thank all of the listeners that are yeah. calling in because the numbers are increasing. We don't know what we're doing differently, but whatever, please come back. Well, and I'm come doing the show in now. I don't know about you, but I haven't got a stitch of clothes on. And I just had someone walk in on me. <laughs> That's the beauty is we can do these. We don't even have to go to a studio. I mean, we just pick up no. the phone and do these beautiful yeah. things. Pretty cool. I love technology. So, uh, I wish you knew how to use it. Yeah. And someday you're going to shock all of us because you're going to have your own guest. Well, most of my guests are either in jail or uh, uh, for various sexual-related crimes. Or other than, uh, some yeah, others well, that might, uh, if they come and get us a guest, they might come and kill me because I owe them money. Either one or the well, other. Well, you've, you've had your share of fabulous stories. I think one of the things I'm thinking now is the day your brother 
and your, his friends lifted you and ten fingered you into the. Uh, yes, yeah, so remember that. Give me ten fingers. Oh sure, that was yeah. When we yeah, were kids. Yeah, yeah, a boost. You never hear that anymore. Give me, give me no. ten fingers. Yeah, give yeah. me a boost. You know, because yeah, you know, maybe the young kids don't well. understand that. Well, what that meant was, yeah, yeah you wanted to scale a wall. You, you wanted to, yeah, yeah. They'd give you, they'd put their hands together, and then you'd lift you up. We nobody ten fingers anymore. Did you ever see a kid being ten fingered? Never. You know, because well, we, we would use it to get finger, to but they, you know they're making porn movies. Yeah, but yeah, well, but for us it meant you gave them ten fingers so you could, you could. Sneak into you know a ball game, yeah. right? You I mean that was the ten fingers you needed to get a over little, the fence. Uh, step, a little step for someone. In the yeah, other, but I mean, what were the applications for? The applications were for oh. sn- mostly for sneaking into places, right? Absolutely, yeah. Or peeking in a window, it, peeking oh, yeah. in a window, getting over walls. Well, if, that was the first yeah. thing you needed. If you if the, if yeah. a tree was tough, you did. There yeah. was no branches or yeah. limbs on the lower plane. You needed the yeah. ten fingers to get up so you could get into the yeah. tree. But, of course, the person given the ten fingers, he always got left down on the ground. <laughs> yeah, he also, he also had could give him t- He couldn't get the ten fingers. Yeah, so, so, yeah, you know, that was, he was the generous guy. Was, hey, give me ten fingers. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you said. Hey, give me ten fingers. Of course, everyone knew what that meant. Now it means yeah, exactly, the and then it, it got a boost. Give me a boost. <laughs> Once you got on your ten fingers, then you get the boost. Anyway, I got to go. Well, the, the classic of. All right, it was great, Tommy. We'll do it tomorrow. What do you say? What? What? What do you want Action. to pick for time? What time? Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Yeah. Ten. Wherever you like. Sure. I just can't wait. Let's do it. Okay, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk later. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Nine thirty tomorrow, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. And have yourselves a uh, fantastic day. Let's stay out of the That's wind and the snow. Bye.